Starcourt Study Hall contains spoilers for all seasons of Stranger Things. Episodes may also contain graphic content and language not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts unless otherwise stated, and all content and characters are property of Netflix and the Duffer Brothers. I'm Marina. And I'm Amanda. And this is Starcourt Study Hall. like to start off by saying that i think we have done it i i think we have i think we've redeemed the lost sister i know i really didn't think it could be done but i feel like we might have done it yeah this chapter is a wild ride it sure is especially now with the context of season four Yeah, I did not picture myself as excited as I am to talk about this episode, but I really am. There's a lot. There's a lot to say. Yeah, I'm like ready to go. Me too. So please keep your arms and your legs inside the vehicle, the Greyhound bus, the weird little van. Because she's a little runaway. She is. And we're going to we're going to do this. We're going to talk about chapter seven of season two of Stranger Things the lost sister i'm legitimately more excited to talk about this episode than i have been about many other (laughs) chapters like i'm legit excited what is happening i don't know i really don't okay all right so let's let's get right to it then let's not let's not waste any more time let's go um this episode was written by justin doble it was directed by rebecca thomas and it aired on October 27th, 2017. And here is the summary straight from Netflix. Psychic visions draw Eleven to a band of violent outcasts and an angry girl with a shadowy past. You know, for once, this is kind of it. That's it, though. That's yeah, why. Like, Netflix actually it. got it. Because <laughs> that's all there is. That's all that happens. <laughs> I also like that the angry girl with the shadowy past is, like, left out of the band of violent outcasts. Also, can we talk about shadows from our past here? Ooh, let's talk about shadows. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's some fast facts for the lost sister. We're going to start out on a high note. This is the lowest rated chapter of the entire series. <laughs> Yeah. It has a 6.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Which is, like, honestly not the worst. Like, it's really not that bad, but compared to the rest of the series that gets, like, 8s and 9s and 10s, like... Literally. This episode takes place from November 3rd to November 4th, so it overlaps with the events of Dig Dug and The Spy. I did not realize that until you said that, Mm -hmm. which actually puts this in... A lot of different contexts it does it helps it does it didn't ever occur to me watching it that we were seeing simultaneous events yes same and then lastly this is just a fun little thing there is a scene when you see the chicago skyline and a number of the visible buildings did not exist in 1984 <laughs> <laughs> one of these is the trump tower that i mentioned in our episode about the spy that's funny that like this show is so good about details, mm-hmm. and that that's, like, kind of a blatant one that they missed. Mm-hmm. They definitely could have, like, CGI'd the skyline. Pretty big. 
Yeah. But yeah. it kind of reminds me of how I believe it was Neil deGrasse Tyson called out James Cameron when Titanic came out because the night sky was not accurate. Oh, for the stars and yeah. stuff. And like yeah. what, what what would have been in the sky? Yes. Mm, wow. Right? It gives me that energy. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our first scene. We start with a flashback of the end of Dig Dug when Terry takes Elle on her repetitious mind void adventure. Elle snaps out of Terry's vision and tries to explain to Becky what she experienced. She saw another girl in the rainbow room and Elle believes that Mama wants her to find this girl. First yeah. things first. You're the realist. Still. But I hate Elle referring to herself as Jane. Ew, right? I agree. Every time Becky refers to her as Jane, I'm like, that's not her name. <laughs> that's not my name <laughs> literally i feel like she's like i don't know i don't like it but then no i agree but Elle refers to herself as jane later so i don't know yeah she needs to stop yeah i don't like it so there is i don't know if you heard it all right a a, a clock there is a clock chime there is 40, a clock at 44 seconds in it's, the in the the flashback of the vision or no, once she's come out of it it's right when she comes out okay and she's still sitting on the floor and like freaking out and there's just a clear as day clock chime. Is it possible that there's a clock in the room? I guess it is. Maybe. It is possible. But I mean, either I, way. Yeah, come on. Regardless. God, are we turning into Vecna truthers? I don't know. We, we, we are accepting Vecna and we are like redeeming the lost sister. I don't know if I can carry on. <laughs> I know. This is, this is not the direction I expected this podcast to go. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. So what would Terry's need be for Elle to find Kali? Yeah, why would Terry want her to find Kali? Was I, it literally just so Elle knew she wasn't alone maybe? with her abilities? It could be that. And also maybe Terry knows that Kali was going to help Elle like, hone her abilities a little bit. And mm. that she needed that help in order to eventually close the gate. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, Terry and Elle's powers seem to be kind of similar. And Elle does not seem to have, uh, like, future sight or omniscience in any way. So, yeah. I don't I don't know why Terry would, but... Yeah, I just always wondered that. Like, Terry clearly did a lot of research and put a lot of time and energy into locating these other children. Yeah. So I wonder if it was just that. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe she wanted... Like, maybe she knew Kali was the only one still out there maybe that's that makes sense because she is she's the only other numbered child who's still alive that we except, know of except vecna well yeah but does he count because he's like he's, not he is one yeah he is one so by this point do we are we to assume that off camera l has explained to becky what has happened to her because she references the rainbow room to becky and becky seems to know what she's talking about so in the conversation that they're having at the kitchen table yeah are we supposed to assume that l has like given becky the rundown from terry's dream cycle that i figured she did but i was wondering if she like explained where she had been because becky oh. doesn't seem to, like at first she doesn't know like where l has been and she doesn't know that she was kept in the lab okay. so are we to assume that she's explained that to her now hmm maybe i didn't think of that i mean that i feel like that would be a lot for her to explain it would but i feel like for her to Ex well maybe not i guess if uh, you know she could explain the rainbow room without going into all of it because terry did work or maybe work at hawkins lab or do something at hawkins lab yeah. so she knows it exists i'm kind of inclined to believe that l has explained it to some degree maybe yeah, like, not ma like fully 
like the cliff notes maybe yeah like yeah. i went i was in the lab and then i escaped but like i can't even imagine her having the language to narrate that yeah not in season two right yeah i can't picture it no me either so she wants me to find her as playing mm-hmm. during this scene and i'm pretty sure that the last time we heard this song was when Elle like reveals herself to hopper in the woods in the snow oh yeah so it's like a double meaning like yeah. she wants me to find her like Elle wants hopper to find her but yeah. also terry wants Elle to find collie yeah yeah she wants me to find her i love that yeah so in our next scene becky and Elle go through terry's files on other missing children and becky claims that terry kept evidence of other kids who were gifted like l or jane or henry or vecna or one or uh, yeah whatever l <laughs> <laughs> identifies the girl as kali prasad a young girl abducted from england and l tries to locate her in the mind void to no avail who went to london right why is kali the only international child right what is up with that are we gonna get some info on that also is there any significance now i don't know i feel like london has now become like a significant place for a number of reasons (laughs) yeah yeah maybe Uh, i I don't know know. but yeah it like i said earlier like there was so much in this episode that or like before our rewatch i never realized like the larger implications of and i have to wonder if maybe kali was inherently gifted because her gifts are different they are but we also see henry use them in 1959 when he makes the spiders appear to his mother in the bathtub that's right henry does have similar powers to callie too yes huh i guess you could say callie has similar powers to henry which the implications of that are again ones that i do not like so many questions i know so it really questions. i i was not prepared for the amount of questions that this episode left me with yeah, i really like, wasn't the question that i just thought of was earlier today amanda and i were talking about like was henry used more or less as a sperm bank right to breed more of these children which but, i hate yeah it's it's terrible and it's traumatizing for him but with evidence of the kidnappings of other children like Kali from England, we know that it's not 100% that these children were bred using Henry's sperm. Right. So this could lead to the implication that maybe it wasn't that, that they weren't using his DNA to impregnate people, but they were using his DNA to maybe alter the DNA of other people. Oh, okay. Like like genetically modified vegetables. Got it. Okay. <laughs> That's all Brenner was doing. It was just a garden full of GMO vegetables and fruits. I've never considered that, like tweaking existing DNA. I honestly didn't either until this moment. (laughs) But I feel like that could also be a possibility because obviously Kali was not created in Henry's image because she existed already when they took her. But okay, weird. I have a, a weird, very specific question about this scene. Okay. So whenever they show like paperwork, newspapers, things like that, I like to pause and see if I can read what's on there. Mm -hmm. And as Elle is starting to go through files, she picks up what looks like a court document where Terry is named as the, what are the names? Defendant and like plaintiff. Yeah, that. I don't know which one she was. Whatever. I don't know the difference. I don't do law. But the second. Probably the plaintiff. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the second and third page is just, it's hard to read because it's very blurry, but it's a list of words in alphabetical order. And after each word is just a bunch of numbers. So it'll be like happens, four, six, 10, 24. Like 
So is this like an index of words that are used in the court transcript? Is that what I'm looking at? Can somebody who is like a lawyer explain this to me? Cause or a stenographer. Yeah, right. Like, can somebody tell me? Because I, I looked up examples of court transcripts and I couldn't find an index like this in anything. I would have to see it. Yeah, it's really weird. I think I took a picture of it. Wait, let me see okay. if I can show you on my phone. Yeah. But because- it was so weird. Like, and I was trying for so long to like make out what I was looking at, but I just couldn't. Here it is. Okay. So it's like impossible to read, but yeah see the words they're in bold and then afterwards there's lists of numbers hmm yeah so it looks to me like it's like some kind of shorthand maybe because it's like going for example has like i don't know 25 numbers after it so that's a very common word so that makes sense that it would appear on all these pages oh so it's like a word count that's what i'm guessing or it's like where the word appears in the transcript okay like on or what how, page? how frequently a word appears yeah no that I, wouldn't make sense it would have to be where it was yeah i this has li- little to no impact on the plot but i no, need but to know but i don't i don't understand it either mm-hmm. okay that was my question I wish I had an answer. Yeah. If you're like a stenographer or a lawyer, you work in, in the courts and you have an answer for me, please let, please let us know. Yeah. So when I was just doing just some like Googling, I encountered that according to the Britannicas, mm-hmm. Kali is the Hindu goddess of time, doomsday, and death. And destruction. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I know. In Sanskrit, the name means she who is black or she who is death. Whoa. I know. What an interesting name choice. And it it means more that I read on the Stranger Things wiki about this episode that, as we know, originally it was called The Lost Brother. And at first we were wondering if that was just to throw us off, mm. but it is not. They The name Kali can be male or female mm. in some cases, and they originally were going to cast a male, but they ended up choosing the actress who plays Kali. And yeah. so they changed the episode title, but it's more impactful that the name Kali was intentional selected yes regardless of the sex of the actor it was always going to be Kali got it that's pretty cool that is really cool I like that detail yeah so in bed that night Elle sees a vision of an older Kali standing over a fire in the void when she tries to inform Becky of her discovery she finds her trying to get in touch with Hopper and Joyce over the phone Elle takes money from Becky's wallet like an absolute badass and decides to blow this popsicle stand in search of Kali because Becky is a rat. Terry sits in front of the TV, still mumbling, and the channel changes to Action News 8. So subtle. Very discreet. Such number. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did you catch who Becky is on the phone with? Flo! She is on the phone with Flo! Yes, this whole time we thought she called social services. Literally, <laughs> don't know why i, I thought know. that i don't know but what I'm, we were thinking imagine how confused flo must be i know she's like she's like this man does not have a child you? what are you she's talking like, what about is happening hopper doesn't have a daughter she was probably just anymore. like okay either this is like a, a really mean-spirited prank call mm. or hopper has officially gone off the deep end something yeah. so, something is wrong yes i still uh, don't trust her no i don't either it, it makes me a little less skeptical that she's talking to flo like because she was looking for hopper right so, she like, just used the business card that he gave her in yeah season one. so like that did make me feel a little better about her but i don't know i still don't trust her also Elle is just laying in bed with shoes on 
Like, we know you were raised by wolves or whatever, girl. But please. That's less of a reason to lay in bed with shoes. Honestly. If right? you were raised by wolves. So true. No, that's a good... I don't... I, I was like, ew, girl. She's... She doesn't look very comfortable. No. She's just laying there, like, on her back, face up. That doesn't look comfy. No. So why couldn't she find Kali before and she could now? I had the same question. I don't understand. I, I don't know what changed under pressure. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the first time and this was more organic. Yeah, or maybe like Kali, I don't know, something to do with her powers. She was like off the grid, like she couldn't be oh, located. Maybe, maybe she can make herself invisible. Yeah. To, I mean, I don't know why she would know to be doing that. But if she was actively using her illusion powers... The right. first time Elle tried to find her, maybe it messes with the signal. There's yeah. no signal. No signal. No signal. That's what Elle said. Yeah. The song playing here is called Run. Makes sense. It There's does. There's a lot of, of running in this episode. A lot of running. A lot of running. A lot of it. Speaking of running, now en route to Chicago on a bus, Elle has more intense visions of where Kali is hiding. Run away by Bon Jovi, a.k.a. Millie Bobby Brown's future father-in-law, plays as l arrives in chicago yeah weird right yeah i didn't put that together yep if they actually get married <laughs> yeah if, uh, uh, yeah i mean they're like children um and navigates the city and it is such a mood that it deserves its own scene it really it is. really does like it's so good it is l's head on the rainy window on the bus it's giving come clean music video <laughs> it's giving hillary duff could you just imagine though how overstimulating this must be for l to be in a major city <laughs> Okay, I'm so glad you used that word because I literally wrote, this is also how I feel whenever I go to a city. Overstimulation. Yes, she must be like sensory overload. Yeah. yeah. There's girl, so much. This girl, and she's so brave about it though. She really is. She takes it, what's it called when you take take it on the, the knee? That's I, don't, right. I don't know that phrase, but I know take it like a champ. No, it's definitely not take it on the knee. Take it on the knee. <laughs> take it on the knee i don't know it's like take it on the head i don't i'm done marina's making up phrases so <coughs> i need to say we have progressed a lot as a society since the 80s but to this day men still do walk directly into women while we are standing still <laughs> and wait for us to get out of their way so yes mood. yep She's and literally also, just standing there and he's like, watch where you're going. She's literally still. <laughs> she's like, going nowhere. She's How can going she nowhere. watch where she's going? He literally walked directly into her. <laughs> he did. We get like this this whole montage going on, right? She's maneuvering and then mm -hmm. she ends up in this creepy alley with that man. They're all dead. They're all dead. Which when you consider what is about to transpire back in Hawkins with the, the lab and mm. the demodogs and literally everybody is going to be dead. Oh, shit. They're all dead. That's good. I was like really thinking about what this could be foreshadowing. And yeah, I think I think that's probably it. Yeah. Considering like we now know that this is happening at the same time as yeah. those events in Hawkins. Right. They're all dead. Ugh. So Elle finds the abandoned warehouse where she believes Kali is hiding and finds four people sitting around the same fire from her vision. Kali is nowhere to be found, but a suspicious man with a mohawk confronts her and threatens her with a knife. She presents the group with her photo of Kali, which only makes things worse until the man sees spiders crawling on his hand and drops his knife in a panic. Kali appears and Elle gives her the picture from the newspaper, claiming that 
Mama gave it to her. The man goes to pick up the knife, but Elle snatches it with her mind before he can grab it, proving to Kali that she is the real deal. <laughs> Elle introduces herself as Jane, and the two compare tattoos and embrace. I just really don't like these people. Yeah, they're really annoying. They're just not, they're just not good. <laughs> I like Funshine. He's fun. <sighs> we already talked about the spiders. We did. By accident. Yes, we did talk about that by accident, which was amazing. At 8 minutes 41 seconds, as Elle is walking into the warehouse, there is graffiti of an eight ball on the wall behind oh, her. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go again. Very heavy handed. Yes. Who is it? Who is, yes. gonna, who is it going to be? I just love Elle's absolute badassery and no fear at all in the face of this absolute fool. Because she knows that yeah. he's, he stands no chance. That's very true. <laughs> like, she could just kill him. Yeah. Like, she, she's, she doesn't need to be afraid. Yeah. That's very true. She's more powerful than everybody in that room. She is. Yeah. Speaking of power. Yes. So I did a little bit of spider symbolism because Ooh. I was like, all right, what are we doing here? I don't know. This just feels like there's a lot of spiders yeah. involved. And we already talked about how Henry uses the spiders on his mom in the bathtub and then mm -hmm. Kali uses them on Axel, whatever. Yeah. Apparently, and I didn't know this, but it feels like it makes sense because of their web weaving, they often symbolize creation oh. and are seen as creators. Whoa. Yeah, so I, I kind of that. thought that was interesting with the, did Henry make the upside down? Hmm. Did he create it? Yeah, we don't know. Or did the Mind Flayer create it as, well, Because he's a spider. Right, but he also doesn't become the image of a spider until Henry makes him so. <sighs> okay, anyway, knowing what we know now about Elle's experience in the lab and like what they both endured them just like comparing their tattoos and then realizing their connection legit made me cry it, it was good yeah. yeah i mean i do think kali's entrance felt a little contrived yeah it was like it was a little over dramatized you're a terrible dancer axel like oh my god okay does anyone say that in real life cringe yeah <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with her acting. Like, no. I don't think it means she's a bad actor. I think it was just supposed to be some grand reveal that yeah. fell flat. It did fall flat. It did. Right? Yeah. Because we like, know I'm already. Like, it's not like it was a big secret who Elle was going to find. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's why it felt like not a, a grand reveal. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, maybe it would have felt a little better if we didn't know who she was going to find, but we, we already knew. Right. Yeah. We also get Axel calling Elle a schizo. Oh, yeah. And pretty much on the same timeline, the doctor says, let's see if this kid is a wizard or a schizo about yeah. Will. True. So they this is two one. schizo insults within yeah. like a 24-hour period, and that's too many. Not cool. Not cool. Also, like, no offense, but really, guys, like this group of people, where do you get off insulting people's like togetherness? Sure. Yeah. That's a good point. <sighs> like, come on now. You're all not okay. Clearly. The kids aren't all right. They are not. <laughs> These ones are not all right. <laughs> These ones are not all right. No. So out on the roof, Elle explains her situation to Kali, who says that Hopper is being naive if he thinks he can bargain with the men from Hawkins' lab. She claims that Elle will always be a monster to them. Kali refers to their powers as gifts and explains that hers is the ability to manipulate minds and make people see illusions of her choice. She shows Elle a pretty color-changing butterfly. That's that Hunger Games song again. I said that, yeah. yeah. Which I found. Oh, I think Thanks. it is on. it's on the soundtrack for season two, I think. No, but I found the Hunger Games song. Oh. <laughs> it's not the same? Nope. It's oh. not the same. Damn. The one in 
Stranger Things is that by big giant circles. That's what okay. the band is. The song from The Hunger Games is called Farewell, and it's from the first movie. That makes more sense. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> Somebody had the same question. Yeah. Why do these songs sound exactly the same? <laughs> they really do, though. They really do. I think Kali is right about Hopper being naive. I do, too. Yeah, I think she's right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I she has, like, some good takes here, but then she yeah. has some bad takes. Like, I definitely agree. I think that she is right about him being naive. Yeah, I think so, too. I also like that we now know why Elle has literally no memory of Kali. Because she was gone. Well, no, I mean, not really. Because in the flashbacks in season four, Henry references Kali. He says that would have been when eight was here. So she should have remembered her, but it's because she lost her memory after banishing Henry. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Other than that, she should have had memory of her, but she didn't. Right. Yeah. I also noticed today, because I was going back into season four and watching Victor's explanation of the events and then henry's explanation of the events Mm -hmm. and i was listening to henry's we live in a society (laughs) yeah in his we live in a society speech to l he literally says to your papa you are nothing more than an animal a monster yeah so this is like the first of several examples that we get of henry and collie using the same language yes Yes. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I mentioned it later and had some questions about it for sure. Yeah. Yep. It happens quite a bit. Yeah. Also, the end of that scene where Elle just keeps poking Kali in the face mm-hmm. and they're like being sisters. Are you real? <laughs> it's cute. Are you real? But it's also... Wholesome. Never mind. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> in Elle's third bedroom of the season, <laughs> LOL, Kali confesses that she feels whole now that Elle is here tearfully confesses that she feels whole now she tells l that her new home could be here with her and l doesn't seem totally opposed i don't know about this i hate it yeah it's yucky yeah i did not realize how manipulative this was until this watch it's bad it's really manipulative this she is she is honestly she might be the most manipulative character that we see Mm mm-hmm like in hindsight and obviously we're gonna talk about it because we both noticed it Kali is so manipulative. Yeah, it's bad. Like, one minute, she's telling Elle that she feels whole Mm -hmm. with her there. And then literally in the next scene, she's plotting how Elle can be used. Yes. Right? And and honestly, like, I wrote when I watched the scene, I said, I can't tell if this is real or manipulation. But then when we got to the next scene, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 100%. It's manipulation. Yeah. And it's sad because finding home is such a theme of this season and for Elle in general. And And she she knows. She knows that and she uses it against her. She does. And it's sad because the reason she knows that is because she was the same way. Yeah. Like she felt lost and, you know, she feels, I guess, found now for some reason. But (laughs) like, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? We'll go back. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me wonder, like what you just said makes me wonder is this maybe rooted in some envy or like some mm. L not right? Kali not wanting L to have what she seems to have found. Yes. I think she, she like, yeah, hearing about, you know, her quote unquote policeman. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like that L found somebody who actually cares about her. Right. Yeah. 
So in the next scene, as Kali's friends mock Elle and call her a white hick, she explains to them that Eleven was able to find her with just a picture. The annoying band of irrelevant side characters deduce that Elle can be used for undisclosed nefarious purposes, and Kali implies that Elle is hurting, therefore she can be easily manipulated, I guess? Great. Yep, people just deciding how Elle can be used. Awful. We also see Kali manipulate Funshine, mm-hmm. Mick, Axel, and Dottie. They don't want to go out. They don't. She says, so we give in to fear? Like, uh, yeah, we fucking do. Yes, we also, don't want to get arrested. Literally, it's not fear. It's we don't have a... What did, what did Mick say? She's like, we don't have a new car yet or whatever. Yeah, they it's don't like, have we're a hot right now. Yeah. Like, she's she just manipulates, which, okay, I can understand sure. feeling that this is how you survive, right? Like, she's sort of maybe needed to manipulate to survive. Okay. Maybe yeah. in maybe. some ways. Yeah. But we're going to talk about this too. Like the trauma and the pain doesn't justify mm-hmm. these actions. And Kali is just manipulating her way through everything. Yeah. It's yeah. trash. It is. It's all trash garbage. So while dreaming, Elle has a vision of Hopper apologizing to her through the radio. The same apology we hear him give in The Spy. Kali wakes her up before she can react. It's nice that she does hear it at least part of it i agree i, I was forgot. happy i yeah, forgot I for- to yeah so since this episode takes place during dig dug and the spy is this like in real time mm-hmm. like she's hearing it while he's giving it right is my guess like that's not it's not yeah yeah like it's happening while she's she slept it. through the night it is now the next day and when hopper was in his truck outside mm-hmm. of the lab it was daylight it was like morning daylight yeah yeah and and she even says like oh what time is it and kali does say it's late yeah you slept good or whatever yeah in a warehouse mattress sure i also like seeing this scene where we get hopper's like genuine apology to l mm-hmm. juxtaposed with the prior scene with Kali, like talking about how she can be used yeah it's like a good back-to-back of who can be trusted and who can't be trusted right that's true well everybody come on down it's time <laughs> for introductions i don't want to can't wait <laughs> Kali walks l around the warehouse so she can properly meet these p- people yeah (laughs) the man who threatened her with a knife was axel and he hates spiders Dottie is their newest who like l also just left home mick is their eyes and their protector and funshine is their warrior slash teddy bear kali claims that society left them behind hurt them discarded them and funshine says that kali saved them me and marina are both just blinking white guy meme (laughs) There's a lot going on here, isn't there? Okay, first things first. This has nothing to do with anything. Did you know Funshine isn't bald? Because I didn't. Do you, what do you mean he's not bald? He like has they braids. shaved his head? He has braids. There's hair. On his head? Yes. Yes. Why, why is this not more obvious? His entire head is bald, except for like where you would put like a little okay. ponytail. So I think that's called, isn't that called a rat tail? I guess kind of, but it's like braids. Like it's like really long braids. Interesting. I didn't notice that. Yep. Took me till this watch to realize. (laughs) I just thought he was bald. Good to know. I thought he was bald too. Very important information. I love the neon sign behind Elle as Mm -hmm. they're walking in. Yeah. Right. That just says pawn really large. (laughs) There's also one up in her bedroom that I think says psychic readings or something like that. It says spiritual advisor. Oh yeah. Spiritual advisor. But it's broken. Yes. But I was thinking the the pawn thing right behind Elle as she's like more or less being led to be manipulated and used. Wow. Yeah. With the chessboard scene <gasps> in season four between Bro. Henry and Elle, the word pawn. 
takes on way more meaning. Bruh. Right? <laughs> I am sorry. Like, hello? Wow. Yup. Wow. Yuppity yup. This is what we mean when we say that this episode has gotten so much better with context. Maybe. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. The Duffer brothers wrote season four with the purpose of redeeming the lost sister. <laughs> the whole season <laughs> was just to redeem that episode. We must redeem it. <laughs> this cannot happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mick is way too normal for this group, I would just like to say. I like I like her. Yeah, she seems like she's got a, an okay head on her shoulder. I mean, okay, it's not great because she's hanging out with these people, but she's got an okay head on her shoulders i feel like she i don't know she's too normal for these people no i agree yeah i do i think this is kind of fun though because it reminds me a little bit of like mike is their paladin will is their cleric right Mm -hmm. like who is it dustin is their bard lucas is their ranger and Elle is their mage yeah and then we have Dottie, their newest mick their eyes funshine their warrior like Mm -hmm. which party does Elle want to join Oh, yeah. Right? She's get, being given choices of, of party. Partying. It's we're just, partying. It's, it's bullshit. We're partying. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already kind of talked all about so far a little bit about <laughs> yeah. the, the, about. Henry, the Henry Collie similarities. Yes. And I never noticed this until doing this rewatch with the context of season four. But I think where they're most similar is that they both really seem to feel personally attacked by society. Yes, they victimize the crap out of themselves. And I'm going to say some controversial things later about Kali and her family situation, but I feel like it's just all like, I don't know, like instead of taking accountability for your actions or instead yeah. of like, like reconciling with what happened to you and trying to like make things better. Mm. It's just, I am the victim and I'm going to make it everyone else's problem. I have been lied to. I have been singled out. And then yes. like, on, but also this whole God complex, which yes. comes up many more times, like they are infallible. Mm-hmm. They are immune to consequence. And all of their ends justify their means. Always. They always find a way to justify it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy the similarities between Kali and Henry. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know, just thinking about Kali in more of, like, a realistic psychological framework. Yeah. Severe, severe narcissism is Very narcissistic. Here. Very narcissistic. Yeah, because but so the, is Henry. Yeah, they both are. the The manipulation is off the charts. They make all of their problems everyone else's problem. Everything mm-hmm. is about them. And no matter what, no matter what you try to argue back, they always have a response. Literally, yes. Like always have a response. Yeah. Like later, there, there's like, yeah, we'll get into it. But Funshine also says here that Callie saved them. Yeah. What the heck is that about? Not just up here, but here. <laughs> Okay. But it's like this like savior language again yes. that we like, hear later with Henry in season four. I have a quote later, but it, this is like cult behavior, actually. But it makes me think about where these two individuals were and what yeah. the impact that that had was the impact that Hawkins Lab and Brenner had on them mm-hmm. to some extent. It's kind of hard to say with Henry because, you know, he seemed to be a little bit of like a... Yeah, he was already out there. An issue. But... Yeah. yeah. Wild. 
The group shows Elle a collection of ID badges, all from people who worked at Hawkins' lab, who they hunt down and kill in retribution. Dottie shames Elle for not being a fighter because she seems concerned about murder. But <laughs> Elle... God forbid! <laughs> but, but Elle defends herself by saying, I'm a fighter. I've killed. <laughs> Kali explains that these men still want to hurt them, so by killing them, they're just making the first move. Yeah. No biggie. I like when Kali asks Elle if the people she has killed deserved it. Imagine Elle was just like, no, I just like killing people. But also, like, <laughs> like who what? are we to determine what people deserve? Yes, right? What do you mean, did they who deserve it? You? I don't know. I'm just who a person. Who are you? Yeah. I don't Kali? know, man. Yeah. Like, Marina and I have, have discussed on here that we are not religious in any way, but it's really not up to us to judge. No. It's no. not her place to punish <laughs> or cast judgment. Yeah. Like, not cool. They're criminals. We simply make them pay for their crimes. Okay, but you're also criminals. Okay, Jigsaw. Right? Like, I don't, <laughs> like hello? I can't with the mental gymnastics. Yes, it's all about the mental... Like, I can't. <sighs> this is me doing somersaults in my brain. <sighs> Amazing. Right? I don't know, man. Yeah. There's so much in this. Like, I just really did not realize how layered and nuanced this episode really is. Very. Yeah. So Kali explains that Elle needs to confront her pain so that it doesn't fester and spread. She explains the importance of healing like a true trauma specialist. Like she is, you know. Hmm. She went to school for this. Kali has Elle try to pull a train car to them using her powers, but she fails. Kali tells her to channel her anger, explaining to Elle that she has been lied to her whole life, imprisoned. The bad men took away her home and her mother and her life. In a remarkable display of power, Elle pulls the train car to them, fueled by visions of Hopper yelling at her, Brenner using her abilities, and Max circling Mike on her skateboard. Which feels As, trivial. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. As Elle falls to her knees in exhaustion, Kali's gang of people appear out of nowhere to cheer her on. I know, something that just hit me just hearing you read that, I don't even have it written down, but was something like Elle falling to her knees. Hmm. Like, it is a little bit surrendery or almost yeah. like, like prayer, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, that's a really good point because Kali is trying to play God here. So. Yep. It is kind of like a surrender. Like, yeah, wow, you're right. Look at this power that I have now because of you. Again, cult. This is cult behavior. It is. It really is. Yes. Kali has manipulated these random people into killing people who did nothing to them. True. They they, they have no skin. No, they the have game. no skin in this game at all. They're just killing people for fun because Kali said so. That's yeah. what happens in cults, people. Also, you get the scene in the scene when they're making their introductions and Axel's like eating Chinese food and he's like, I can't live like this, Cal. We need money. So it's almost like they're dependent on her heists yeah. to support them. Right. It's weird. It's like they, they have a very odd relationship to her. Yeah. I like the festering and the spreading, like yes. the rot in mm -hmm. Hawkins, too. I know. Major themes of like rot and spread and death and decay and festering yeah. fester yucky so like we mentioned earlier about l and kali using a lot of the same vernacular so yeah did one teach this to kali like channeling your emotions to make you more powerful because it kind of seems like brenner did not like that approach like yeah it, it always seemed like he was like no 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 you have to close off your emotions but henry's big thing was always channel them so, like, did Kali mm. learn that from it? Like, I like to imagine that Kali and Henry had a similar relationship that Henry and Elle end up having. It's just that yes. Kali could not be manipulated by him as well. 
and she was able to escape. I appreciate that mm. perspective that Kali was successfully manipulated by Henry. Yes, but not to the extent that Elle was. Yes, Elle was manipulated successfully to before he started, you know, being a murderous lunatic. Right, because like if Elle hadn't offered to take the soteria out of his neck that's what it's called yes not semolina i wrote stevia stevia (laughs) sativa (laughs) semolina oh my god anyway if l had never offered to do that would he have just let her go true like they were literally at the the tube at the but people seem to think that Henry has some kind of like future sight ability, future like telling of the future. I've heard mm-hmm. that argument. Like, did he know that L was going to offer that? Oh, maybe. maybe. I feel like I feel like I've implied that he has like you some have. sort of foresight, and I can't remember why I implied that, but I'm sure there's a just reason. the clocks. Yeah, maybe it had something to do with the clocks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I am also obsessed with the fact that her first angry memory is Mike talking to another girl. I know. Mood. I also like how this scene, in line with what you just said, begs the question of, like, what fuels her power? Mm-hmm. So, like, the van flip to me, because doesn't Kali say, you flipped van, you flipped a van. Yeah. That, to me, was, like, protective. Yes, me too. Out of love, right? Not out of anger and, or like, hatred. negative emotions. Yeah. So, it seems like she can use both love and anger to fuel her power but it's her choice which one she actually uses yeah and it almost seems like she she's able to end up channeling a lot more power through p- positive memories yeah at least l specifically yeah it's or very like, um, positive feelings i guess i don't know it reminds me again this it's just like star wars and, and harry potter and harry potter which is yes. all just everything's the same it really is like the same story over and over again i don't like the implication that the other group like the rest of the group was standing by that they were able to cheer once yes. l actually moved the train right it's because like, it was set up right that's the implication right yeah. that that collie set it up almost as like a watch what she can do and yeah. like kind of hide over there like watch what i am about to be able to make her do that's another good way to look at it yes again godlike cult-like it's like look at look at what i can do watch yeah. what she does because of me yes ew Ugh. don't like it Kali shows Elle her wall of newspaper articles in true Murray fashion, and Elle identifies Ray Carroll, one of the men who put her mother in her catatonic state. Elle locates him, and the group prepares to hunt him down. Elle gets her signature bitchin' makeover, now donning black eyeshadow, slicked back hair, and a leather jacket. (laughs) As the group leaves the warehouse, a police officer stares at their van in recognition as it drives away. They rock out in the van in what has to be the cringiest scene of the entire series. And I have to agree. <laughs> the cringe is so real. I I had to pause and take a breather after the this. secondhand embarrassment of like <sighs> L watching them like rock out. It's awful. It's off. It's not even like it's like fun. You know, they're having a good time, whatever. The slow motion. Uh, the th- like, it's just uh, so bad. You think it was supposed to be cringy? I kind of think so. I feel like it was like intentionally 80s. Okay. So we'll go with that. But I did have to look away a little bit. Also, oh my God, at the flashback of Ray tasing Kali in the chest when she's like six years old. Yeah, it's not good. That's bad. It is bad. Very bad. And she does look bitchin'. 
She does look bitchin'. Bitchin' yep. is it's one of the best things to come out of this chapter. It really is, because right. it's, it's a great adjective, and she really does look bitchin'. Like, it's a, it's just a good look on her. Bitchin'. Bitchin'. I have a fun music fact. Ooh, fun. So the song playing here is called Bank Robbery. Okay. And it's by John Carpenter, who also does oh. the music for Halloween. Yes. Yes. Doesn't John Carpenter do the music for, like, yeah, a he's lot. a comp- yeah, he's yeah. a composer, but like I just you know ha- Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And it does get very Halloweeny because it plays again later when yeah. they're arriving at the apartment, and mm. it, you can like hear it feel like that type of composition that cool the Halloween song sounds like. Okay, yeah. Also, LOL at Kali's American accent when she says Lilburn. <laughs> she reads it and she's like Lilburn. Oh, Where's God. that? <laughs> it's about a, it's about an hour east. <laughs> Funshine is such a gentleman. He is. He calls her Miss Jane. He does. And I like when she puts on like the baby mask and he's like, that's the one. That's kid. the one. <laughs> yeah. Like you could see it in his face. He's like, that's the mask for you because you a baby. <laughs> little, little baby. <laughs> you baby. And baby. <laughs> and baby. <laughs> I'm already laughing at the next scene. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. The way Marina wrote this, I like, I literally laughed out loud. Like, I was dying. So here we go. <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> the group makes a pit stop for snacks on their way to murdering someone. <laughs> oh. Pit stop. The store owner catches Axel raiding the cash register, but Kali gives an anti capitalist <laughs> speech as Elle uses her powers to slam poor Daryl into a pile of styrofoam coolers they continue on their merry way as the police arrive besides how ridiculous it is that they felt the need to make this pit stop (laughs) on their way to literally murdering someone when you should be like a one and one and done in and out like why are we stopping and drawing attention to ourselves they said it was only an hour east yeah why do they need to make a pit stop for food why do they need snacks i mean i guess like they're stocking up on food because earlier axel was like oh i can't keep eating this so maybe it was like fine yeah maybe they're hungry but like and they want money okay but they could have waited until like maybe after the murder sure like maybe tomorrow i don't know just after it just doesn't feel me and amanda had this whole conversation about about this scene and what the purpose of it was I think we've arrived at the conclusion that the scene was so that the audience could watch Elle be an accomplice to a crime. And choose to do that. And make that choice to be an accomplice, right? I also feel like in-universe, it might have been used for the same thing to see if she Mm. would go along with it. Yes. Yeah. Let's test her. Right. And she does. I mean, she throws this dude into the wall. And, like, an uncharacteristic amount of violence for her. Yeah. 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 No, I I love that, that, like, in in and out of universe. Yeah. Like, she's being tested and and they're watching to see what she does. Right. Yeah. And Dottie stealing tampons is a mood. Oh, 100%. We should all be stealing tampons. Let's be honest with ourselves. I agree. Fight the power. Also... Go off, queen, on the billionaire speech, okay? I know. Kali, this is the one time I'm going to say, go, go, girl. I know. It's just, it's still, we go back to, like, the justifying and the infallibility and the everything has a reason and you can, you know. Right. Even though you're literally robbing this convenience store, that's okay because billionaires own it. Yes. Other people are always wrong, but I am not. Exactly. Yeah. 
I also can't unsee any Coke product placement now since we talked about new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. It is. It is literally everywhere. I know. Yeah. Later that night, they arrive at Ray Carroll's apartment, and Elle uses her powers to see if he's alone inside. They put on their purge masks and break into the apartment to restrain Carol. Axel and Dottie steal his money and pills, while Collie and Elle reveal their identities to him. He recognizes them only once Collie makes him see them as children. Elle slams him against the wall as he begs for his life. Carol then decides to drop an absolute bomb. Brenner is still alive. He will take them to Papa if they spare his life. Knowing that Elle can just find Brenner with her powers, Collie instructs Elle to kill Carol anyway, insisting that she can draw it out and be slow about it. As Elle begins to strangle him with her mind, literally force strangling him. Yeah. Dottie and Axel find that Carol's daughters are in the apartment and they have called the police. Despite this slight hiccup, Collie still demands that Elle finish the job, but Elle can't do it. Collie draws her gun on Carol, but before she can shoot, Elle flings the gun out of Collie's hand. The cops arrive and the group makes a narrow escape. In the van, Collie berates Elle for interfering with her revenge plot. Ooh. There's a lot. There's so much <laughs> in the scene. This It was just so hard to watch. It is hard to watch. Yeah. We also get a third psionic opening of a chain lock. Oh, shit. We do. We get Kali or L, whomever, yeah. using their abilities to open Carol's chain lock. Does Kali have abilities outside of the illusion thing? Good question. Because I don't think we ever see her, like, use the force. <laughs> <laughs> so then it would have been L. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was her. No, that makes sense. Also, wow. Ray was telling the truth. He was. He was telling the truth. Brandon I literally, yeah, I, I wrote... I would have loved to have known what would have happened if they had allowed Carol to take them to Brenner. Right. Like, where was he? How did where, he know where, where he was? Are they keeping in touch? Right. Are they still keeping in touch in season four? Yeah. Like, like, like Brennerbaby at gmail.com. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Brennerbaby69 at nice. gmail.com. Ray Carol 420 at <laughs> yahoo.com. <laughs> yahoo. <laughs> I kind of... I feel like he he is the another great example, Ray Carol, mm -hmm. of this moral grayness, right? Yes. Like we can feel sympathy for a person who tortured people, yeah, arguably like under duress or being right. manipulated himself, right? Because he right. says he, he was just us. doing, yeah, he was just doing what he what Doctor Brenner told him to do, mm -hmm. and he told her, him that terry was sick right uh, yeah like i could believe that i yeah. could believe that but he literally tortured children i know but we see in season four the power that mm -hmm. brenner had over the orderlies Very because true. henry was an orderly and he was like legitimately a prisoner he was he was tortured himself yeah. and tased and you know powers were yeah. suppressed and he was tracked and right so like this is hard for me. Yeah, right. Like, I I want to say, like, yeah, screw these people. Like, they did horrible things, but it's not that black and white. It's not. And we also, again, we come back to, like, this, like, making choices. So Kali at this point says, like, you had a choice, Ray, right? But, like, do we account at all for something, like I said, like duress? Like, Right. Did he? Did he really have a choice? Are you using sound decision making while you're under duress? No definitely not like you you can't yeah so and it's hard because like 
I would like to know if Kali understood the the full extent of the truth that sure these orderlies were under duress would she change her mind probably not honestly i don't know because she was just like there's kids here do it anyway yeah finish the job and that's what i was gonna mention earlier when i was saying like every argument against kali always has a counter argument no matter what Elle was like there's children and she was like so we were children yeah but like there's always something yeah like that doesn't justify doing to these children what was done to you yeah yeah it's so true (sighs) yeah when they leave and we just get that like tiny snippet of the scene of kali giving l shit for interfering i just thought it was interesting how kali is allowed to force people to atone for their sins right yeah but l isn't allowed to be merciful right like she's allowed to have her choice but l isn't theoretically right not to mention like sins and mercy and we're, we're just we're back here again with all the god stuff yeah it's really hard to avoid it it, it seems that it is yeah. doesn't it <laughs> yeah i mean honestly in like any media religious yeah. influence is super hard to avoid sure all right so back at the warehouse kali tells a further traumatized l that she also used to be opposed to killing and she too had a family Kali says that when her gifts were strong enough, she used them to escape the lab. She ran away and found a family, but they were unable to help her, so she eventually lost them too. Kali tells Elle that she can either go back into hiding and hope she's never found, or she can fight and face Brenner again. Eleven is gone is playing. Ooh, interesting. Right? I liked that. I like that. Little bit. All right, so I have a couple questions here. Okay. Number one. Why was Elle gone from the Rainbow Room? Callie is like, one day I came to the Rainbow Room and you were gone. <laughs> I Callie, wrote that too. Callie where was the lab- she? Yeah, she escaped the lab long before Elle did. So where did Elle go? I don't know. To the cafeteria? Like, right, I had like, the same question. I, like, was I she literally- just in the bathroom? Like- right. She's, I remember the day when I came to the Rainbow Room and you were gone. Where was she? Where? Where right. was Elle? Was I don't she know. like having a lesson and Callie was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go. Well, I've been permanently. a permanently. Like, what? <laughs> Girl. I don't okay. know. And my other kind of question slash comment is, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something controversial here. Okay. What do you think really happened with that family that she found? You mean the ones that she lost? Quote unquote lost. Quote unquote lost. Yeah. So what is that? Weird, mean? A weird choice of word. Yeah. Right. The hell does that mean, Kali? Not I... like I left. Right. No. Which would she... seem to be in line with her habits of running. Yes. She's framing, again, she's framing herself as the victim. When Mm. I bet you anything, this family was nothing but nice to her and probably just wouldn't let her be a reckless fool. Mm. And she didn't like it. So what did she do? Yeah, she left. But why to use the word lost? To frame herself as the victim. Okay. That's my guess. Like, I feel like people like this, like, if if you're, like, out there looking for a significant other and they talk about all of their exes and say, oh, they're all crazy, red flag, run. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's what Kali's doing here. Not everybody can be crazy. Right. If you're the common denominator. Exactly. So that's what I feel like Kali's doing. I feel like she is framing everybody else in her past as the bad guys so that she always comes out as the victim. I will not sing Billie Eilish. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I think that from that, like, place of kali never herself having a home that has stuck Mm -hmm. she's always kind of like on the run feeling abandoned it just to me 
reinforces like her desperation though and her feeling like she needs to manipulate her way through all of these situations as a means of like i said like earlier almost survival yeah but it ends up backfiring like oftentimes when people hang on stronger and try to manipulate you further you chase people away right and all their the only purpose for their manipulation really is them wanting you to hold on or or them to hold on to you right to not be abandoned right so none of this excuses Kali's actions whatsoever and i still think she is having a serious god complex issue yes but i do think she really is like deeply wounded herself oh yeah oh yeah she needs to heal and she thinks that by doing this it's healing her but it's not yeah which is like similar to what we were saying about billy and max is like what do you do with your trauma how do you use it like how do you channel that pain right it's very complex it is it feels like that's kind of what she's trying to do here Mm. and it only gets worse oh it does so using her illusion powers Kali makes brenner appear to l she tells him that he's not real and he guilt trips her for not searching for him after all this time brenner then tells her that she must confront her pain i don't think (laughs) i can do a brenner impression (laughs) You need to do it. You have a wound, Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you have a wound, Eleven. A terrible wound. And it's festering. It's festering. <laughs> he references that a rot will grow and spread. It sure mm. will. And eventually, all, this, all these words. Yeah. And eventually it will kill her. Elle cries as Brenner disappears and Kali tells her that this is not a prison. She leaves Elle with the choice to return to her friends or stay with her and avenge her mother. Yeah, you can go back to the people who hate you and abandon you, or you can stay here with me and be my sister and avenge your mother. I hate all of this, and there is so much to say. It is giving sorority hazing. <laughs> like, I have no context yeah, for that. I I mean I I was in a sorority in college. I never got hazed. But okay. I, I knew girls who did. And I, I just I never understood the concept of like why why are you being mean to these people and then expecting them to be friends with you? It is understand. some kind of weird reverse. It's like, I'm going to ride. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, I really do not understand it. Like, I don't know, man. If you've hazed people and then you expect them to like be loyal to you, I don't understand it. Yeah. And that's kind of what Kali is doing. Like, it's just, I don't know. I guess it's like she's trying to break her down so much and make her so vulnerable yep. that she, I don't know, forgets about her other family. I don't know. Yeah. And like, this is the second time, too, that Kali has like spoken about prison Mm -hmm. or being imprisoned. And again, Henry uses the same language in the massacre at Hawkins Lab when Elle is like, you tricked me. And he's like, tricked you. And he looks so genuinely confused that she would perceive him this way. And he says, tricked you? No, I saved you. You are a prisoner here. Oh my God. It is just the same language yeah. that these two are using. Henry and Kali are cut from the same trauma cloth. They sure are the same trauma cloth. <laughs> it's just, it's wild, the, the parallels. Yeah, it really is. Like, they use the same language. They use the same tactics to manipulate poor Elle. Honestly, it's, it's shocking to me that in this situation with L- I mean granted if this was real life right in this situation with Kali if this were real life this situation with Kali might have 
awakened her memory of Henry because it's so similar. Like the manipulation tactics and it's it's very like it's triggering. It would be it triggering. Is. Yeah. And I also like that you mentioned like Kali's own memories of Henry because we don't really get any allusion to anything like that. We get Henry right. mentioning eight. Yeah. But we don't get Kali alluding whatsoever to Henry. But the other person here whose language is similar is Brenner's language is identical to Kali's from the train scene. Kali's like, it's festering, it's rotting, it's spreading. And then Brenner's like, it's festering, it's rotting, it's spreading, which proves to me that this is a projection, right? Kali is projecting Brenner into Elle's mind because Brenner is using Kali's exact words. Where this loses me, though, is the terrible wound comment. Yeah. Because... It feels very in line with Elle's actual plot of season four, where she's right. like confronting her rep- repressed memories, particularly the one of the massacre, which in hindsight, I've made to be the terrible wound, right? That makes sense. Yeah. But then Kali says, after the, the illusion is over, she says, let's heal our wounds together. Right. So then she uses the word wound. So was this a retcon? It might have been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, did they give Elle a wound to make this make sense? I feel like maybe. Like, I'm I'm honestly not sure that they had any concept of what was going to occur. How do we find this out? But at the same time, though, I have read that, like, they had this whole plot done, like, from the beginning. Yeah. I, I remember reading that somewhere or, like, seeing an interview with the Duffer brothers that, like, they, they've had this plan since the beginning. Yeah. So I really don't know. It it that one that's like a it's a weird the terrible wound right it's i feel like, like <laughs> it was like just vague enough where they were like okay we know we're gonna have her like explore some past trauma in season four we don't know what it is yet i but know right yeah that works okay Th- right I we'll say that thanks <laughs> all right i feel better now thank you all right so the police arrive and surround the warehouse as axel funshine and dotty play cards Elle sits in her room and hugs her flannel which has been replaced by the bitchin leather jacket she remembers Mike nicknaming her L, defending him and Dustin from Troy and James, and helping Hopper clean up the cabin. She enters her mind void and sees the events from the end of the spy unfolding, Hopper nervously watching the lab's control panel and Mike trying to warn them of the trap. Realizing her real friends are in danger, she decides to return to Hawkins just as the police raid the warehouse. I don't have anything really in this scene, but the footage of mike nicknaming her her like saving mike and dustin from troy and james um hopper's little like dancey dance at the the (laughs) cabin um that's all uh, like on the stranger things wiki for this episode it says that um that's considered archived footage and that's that's the only time that those characters appear in this episode yes in quote-unquote archive footage that makes sense yes the graffiti on the wall the whole time that says oh bedlam it says Barbalith and it says King Mob. Oh. All behind on the like the wall in the warehouse. What I just mean? I Googled O Bedlam because I was like, what does that mean? And it turns out that all three of those pieces of graffiti are a reference to a DC comic called The Invisibles. Oh. Yeah. And it's a comic book about a band of misfits that rebels against society Love that. using their magic and supernatural means. Wow yeah that's so cool i know i thought it was fun what a cool easter egg 
I've even seen some people insist that like Axel, Dottie, Mick, and Funshine are based off of the characters from that comic. It would make sense. It would. They yeah, feel, they feel almost random. Comic-y. Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely love that the Duffer brothers are like huge nerds. And I know. It, it appears very often. As the police enter the building, Kali hides the group from view with her illusion powers, making the room appear empty. They flee and a shootout ensues. They take cover behind the van and Kali again uses her powers to erect a giant metal wall, hiding them from view. Kali demands that Elle get in the van with them, but Elle says goodbye instead, rejecting Kali's siren call. As Elle runs away, Kali stares blankly, realizing that she's been abandoned. She wipes away a tear as they make their escape. All right. I just have one very unserious question. <laughs> yes. Is Dottie holding a fly swatter? Yes. I noticed that too. I was like, what <laughs> okay. the hell is up with the fly swatter? Just in case. <laughs> like, what are you, you going to do with that? You just never know when there's going to be a fly. <laughs> to, to um, like, use, use it as, like, a tennis racket for bullets. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that should work. Yeah, I think that'll do it. She's, like, running out of the warehouse, like, with her fly wielding swatter. a fly swatter. <laughs> Girl, what are you going to do with that? What are you doing? Wow, when when you wrote realizing that she's been abandoned, that made me cry a little. Yeah. It's like Kali is so complex and she again, not black and white. There's a nope. lot going on with her. Brenner is not black and white. Nope. Billy is not black and white. Nope. None of these characters Yeah. who act out of their trauma. Even Brenner's trauma. Like yes. obviously we'll get there, but you're my family. You're my only family. It hurts. I know. I can't watch that scene. It, I know it's for really some hard. reason Brenner dying. It's a heart scene. It really when is. the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Hits. When the <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> when the Stockholm syndrome hits. Ugh. I know. Yeah, it's bad. But and I love that about the show though, because ever like they've made such three dimensional characters that are not black and white and that are nuanced and mm. you know you you don't always know how to feel about them it's amazing yeah it is and they do things that real people with these personalities would do yes like they're just so fleshed out and so well done this is not the first time that l has rejected somebody's join me because she rejected Henry's join me yeah. too. Oh my god, so true. And and that right? happened long before this. Yeah, I wonder if this like made something like I wonder if it felt familiar to her. Maybe. Right? Yeah. I also just want to say like it only occurred to me while we were reading through the scenes that when Elle was like in her void watching the events of the spy unfold, mm-hmm. that was like now. Like that was yeah, happening. Yeah, that was happening. So like I'm, like, trying to map out in my head, like, the timeline here. Like, she gets on this bus, and then she doesn't appear in Hawkins until she kills the demodog at the buyers. So, like, I mean, she's only one state over. Like, how long could that bus have taken? It was the same night. Yeah, it definitely was. It was probably, like, early in the night when she left. And then when she got there, it was probably, like, in the wee hours of the morning. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Escape plays, Mm -hmm. which is really good. And then after Escape, we get a song called i can save them wow yeah so i just wanted to like say we get this contrast in this chapter sort of like as l as the savior versus like kali who seems to think she's the savior yeah. and these other people seem to think that she's the savior right but she she's also a little bit garden of edeny like snake like yeah. with the with the temptation and like join me and like like look at all these things i can do for you if you right. join me she she's like perplexing because 
she punishes others for their sins while simultaneously coaxing sinning. people to sin and sinning herself. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Eh. Very complex. All right. Last scene, everybody. Back on the bus, this time Hawkins bound. A kind woman notices Elle's distress and sits with her, asking where she is headed. Elle tells the woman she is going to her friends. She's going home. This is so end of an 80s movie. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. Miss, where? Is, like, I don't, I'm just a taxi driver. I don't know where you live. Just home. Take me home. Can you give me an address? No. Nope. Where does she, like, I'm imagining <laughs> her, like, arriving at, like, the bus terminal and then being like, I need to go home. So this episode, we decided to do something a little bit different for our ending. Normally, we would do MVP, LVP, and all that good stuff. But since this is kind of a unique episode, we thought we would just kind of give closing thoughts and uh, future implications and just sort of wrap it up. Yeah. So this episode, <laughs> in my eyes, is redeemed. I really think it is. I think that when it came out in season two, it really disrupted the momentum of the season. True. Which I like think... Like the narrative momentum. Yes. Which is like why I think a lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But... It really is important, I think. It, I think it gives us important Elle finding herself. It gives us important past context. I, I think it's an important episode, and I like it. And it's it's very nuanced. There's a lot to unpack, and it has a lot of implications for our characters in the future. Yeah. I have just, like, a lot of questions. Yeah. So I'm just going to rattle them off. Go for it. You don't have to answer them. Okay. Is Kali that much better than the people she is fighting against? Great question. How dissimilar is she really from someone like Brenner, who manipulates as a response to trauma true. and for personal gain? Very true. I said, what can fuel Elle's power versus what does fuel Elle's power? Mm. What is home to her? Clearly, it's not Becky and clearly it's not Kali, right? Nope. And then I said, did we need Elle to explore this side of herself from like a narrative perspective? Like, was it necessary for her character slash identity development? True. And I want to go back to that question you had before that real quick. What is home to Elle? Yeah. I think that that question definitely leaves me with some other questions hmm. because my my answer to that would be, I think Elle feels most at home when she is near people who genuinely care about her and who have displayed that to her. Right. Which leads me to believe that she did not feel that way with Becky. Yeah. Further no. further bolstering our distrust of her. No, I don't trust Becky. Yeah. And then the only other thing I said, which we've just said a million times, is just like, again, Kali and Henry are just like, the parallels are kind yeah. of everywhere. Mm-hmm. And watching this chapter on the heels of this like the first shadow the mm -hmm. on stage thing is just it's been fun to watch this chapter with that production in mind i agree and marina and i are planning to talk about this 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 information that we just got that the first shadow is coming out it is going to be a stage show and uh we're gonna talk about it won't but this episode come out after we do that just kidding <laughs> we will have talked <laughs> we will have already done that yep yep we will have done that and it, i'm speaking to you from the future past uh -huh. yep. i don't know but anyway yes fresh All on right. the heels of this show coming out that appears to be an origin story i'm intrigued same it's gonna be good it is gonna be good 
Anyway, anything else to add about The Lost Sister? No, I think it has its place. I think so. And I I really feel that, at least in my mind, it's been redeemed. I I just had such a bad taste in my mouth about this episode for the longest time. But rewatching it with this context has really, really changed my mind. Yeah. One final thing. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram poll for Will Callie be returning in season five is legitimately at a 50-50 vote. Amazing. We don't know. We don't. We don't Nobody know. knows. It's very split. I personally hope she does. Same. But we will see. We will see. So. I really hope the Duffer brothers weren't just like extremely traumatized. <laughs> I know. By the response to this episode, but right. we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. We well, did it. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to us talk about The Lost Sister. I hope that our input has redeemed this episode for you as yes. well. Go give it another watch. Yeah. Watch it through a new lens. Yeah. It really does help. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next time. Stay strange. Stay strange. To keep in touch and stay informed about upcoming Starcourt Study Hall episodes, follow us on Instagram at Starcourt Study Hall. <laughs>